0: Welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we read Parashah VaYehi, and this is the last parashah of the book of Bereshit in which it starts talking about Yaakov's farewell before he passes away and Yaakov sent for Joseph, he wanted to settle accounts with him and to explain to him why he had buried his mother Rachel in, on the way into Israel. So Yaakov said to Joseph, when I came to Padan, Rachel died on me in the land of Canaan on the road and I buried her in Ephrath in Bethlehem. And he explained why he buried Rachel on the road to Bethlehem, not in Maraz HaMachpelah, where the, the patriarchs are buried, the cave of, of Machpelah, because Hashem had commanded him specifically to bury Rachel in this specific place. So the purpose of Rachel or Rahel being buried there is in the book of the prophet Yerzmiyahu, or otherwise known as Jeremiah. We have to understand he was a prophet that lived in the times of the first temple. And in this time, the the Jewish people had fallen very low into idol worship. It was so much more that they even brought an idol into the Beit Amikdash. And Yirmiyahu tried to even intercede in heaven with the Avots, with the patriarchs, with Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, asking them to pray for the for the forgiveness of the Jewish people and not even their prayers were answered and then Rahel interceded and she pointed out to Hashem the story of the Simanim which was when she was gonna get married to Yaakov. Yaakov worked for her for seven years so he could marry her and the the father-in-law Laban was a very wicked man and he was a trickster And he decided that his oldest daughter was the one that had to marry first. And he made Yaakov believe that he was marrying uh, Rahel, but at the end he was really marrying Leah. And Rahel had this feeling that the father was going to do this. So she told um, Yaakov that they should have these special signs, these special simanim, that in the moment of the hupa, he would ask her for this clue, for this sign, she would give it to him so he knew that she was Rahel. But at the same time, she realized that she could not put her sister in this situation, in which she would be in a hupa, this kala, getting ready to be married, and then this uh, hatan would come up to her asking her for this simanim, and she didn't know them, and then she would be, uh, she would be revealed in front of everybody and this would have caused a lot of humiliation to her sister and because of this Rahel couldn't allow this to happen she had such a pure heart that she couldn't fathom the humiliation of her sister and she gave her the the simanim so when Yaakov approached her she gave it to him and he thought he married Rahel but the truth was that he married Leah so this came from a real Mesirath Nefesh from a pure self-sacrifice and she took a rival wife eventually Yaakov married her too but she had a a competitor with her not only that Leah was the mother of half of the tribes well Rahel was barren for so many years and at the end she was able to give Yaakov two of the tribes which was uh, Joseph and Benjamin so if she could share with, with Yaakov Uh, if she she could share with Yaakov another wife Hashem should not be jealous of the Jewish people that they were also worshipping other idols and being unfaithful to him and in this marriage Hashem could not say anything because in reality if Rahel was able to live with a rival wife then he he should too be able to forgive the Jewish people and in her marriage her exiled children will come back to Eretz Israel and this is a promise that Hashem made to her and as Yirmiyahu prophesies and so Yaakov explained even though logically I should have buried her in Machpelah not in the middle of nowhere for the sake of the Jewish people, for she was buried outside of Israel in Galut, and she pleads with Hashem on behalf of her children. So we see here that our Ima Rahel, really till today, she's in the middle of this place where she, where the children come and play and, and pray to her and cry to her, and she listens to their to their cries. And the aspect of Rahel, which is truly. In the DNA of every Jewish woman is that she serves Hashem in a covertly way, in an inward way, in a pinimi way, in which she is not outward; she's inward, and uh, and this is one of the qualities that today Jewish women have. If we analyze the difference between men and women in the Jewish world men serve Hashem outwardly everything is exposed like they go to shul they have to pray with a minion they bring out the Torah they wear a kippah they wear peyot, they wear tzitzits when they're walking in the street people can point out and say oh there goes a Jew there goes a Jew it's outward but a Jewish woman is inward a Jewish woman can be walking in the street and people may not notice that she's even a Jewish woman because you know she wears a, a, a wig or she wears a hat but how many p- women wear wigs and hats or people don't even realize it's a wig I sometimes walk in the street and people say I love your hair haircut where did you do it? the people don't realize that I'm wearing a wig so her, the, the woman her service is inward, it's in her home it's in her house Washing dishes, cleaning, cleaning the kids, cooking, taking care of her family, making sure that the house is is neat, is clean, is tidy, nothing is missing. This is where the woman serves. So both men and women have different ways of serving God. And the, both of them are very important but each one has their own. And the woman is compared to the Kohen Gadol, to the high priest of the temple, that in the times of the temple, the Kohen Gadol was the one that swept the floors of the, of the Mishka, of the Beit HaMikdash. he was the one that cleaned, he was the one that they cut the meat, he was the one that cooked the meat of the sacrifices and he cleaned again and this was a holy work what he did so women today in this time of age don't wanna be home they wanna be in the streets and the Torah is not against women going into the workforce it's not against women going to college and getting degrees and, and, and fulfilling themselves in other areas of life it's, it's the Torah it, nowhere it says that a woman cannot do this but the Torah really reinforces the home and the most important job a woman will ever have is to be the CEO of her home this is the most important job she'll ever have and today it's very sad because these roles between men and women are being mixed and people today don't have the ability to recognize what is the the role of each one of them and they're both very important and if we look at society today it's become very dysfunctional children are very dysfunctional children are looking for love in all the wrong places they're looking for self-esteem in all the wrong places they're looking for uh, communication in all the wrong places and in reality the place where they should be getting it which is the home is not there anymore it's more in the Talmud it says that the sages called their wives their home my home the wife was the home Because a home is a place where people feel secure, where people should feel loved, where people should feel sheltered. It's a place where they come and there's warmth. And today, the houses are lacking all these things. It's there like this very... Uh, architectural Digest homes, where people can't even sit in a sofa, because everything is very modern and aseptic and clean, and but it doesn't have a feeling of, 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 of a place where there's life, where there's be, where people are, live. I remember when I was growing up and when my kids were little there were play dates in the house. We had children coming to play. Nowadays people don't do this anymore. They go to the park, they take the kids somewhere else to meet other kids. But the the idea of a home every day is less and less and less and less and many of the problems of today's... eh, Young people come from a lack of, of the security blanket that a home provides. So, Rahel didn't mind giving up holiness. She didn't mind being on top of the world and being... a. Uh, uh, buried in the in the in the in the cave of Macpela b- because for her the most important thing was her children and she did it for the sake of her children she didn't mind being in the middle of a street of a road so her children could feel that there there was someone there that was taking care of them so it wasn't until 1840 that Moses Montefiore Moshe Montefiore it built uh, a building that stands over her her grave and today this is the place where people come and dive and it's a beautiful mausoleum where the the grave of Raheli Menno is but now it's a big big building where people come and pray so thousands of years it was just a grave on the middle of the road without glory, without credit, without a, a big headstone, nothing. It was a very humble place and she was a real mother who cared for all till today. These people go and pray in, in her in her grave because she hears, she listens to the stories of, of, of her children and she, the most important thing is that she gives hope and she believes in each one of them because the promise is there that it doesn't matter even if her children went and did idol worship even if they did the worst of the worst She's there for them, she believes in them, and she's helping them get back to where they belong. So, um, and that's the, the prophecy, is that her children will return to Eretz Israel. So, I we finish the Torah, the Torah portion of Ayehi, the book of Bereshit. It, at the end it says, Hazak, hasak, nasek." you should be strong and strong, and with that you should be strengthened, that we be strong in the building of our homes everything starts in the home. If you want to do something for the world, you want to do something so the world is a better place, make sure your home is a beautiful home, it's a happy home, it's a loving home in which your children feel that that their parents care about them and that they're the most important thing for them. And in this way, you're going to be building strong, resilient kids that will be able to go out into this world and bring holiness and kindness and goodness everywhere they go. So I leave you here and remember live a little higher. Thank you.